This is Father Robert Barron. Friends, I invite you to reflect with me on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Word on Fire Catholic Ministries is a non-for-profit apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization. We utilize media, both old and new, to share the faith on every continent and to facilitate an encounter with Christ and His Church. Through our efforts, we hope to take the gospel out into the peripheries of the culture, where the transformative power of God's Word is most needed. Let us open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each one of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might share the warmth and light of Jesus Christ, who is the Word on Fire. The global benefactors of Word on Fire, with the support of the Archdiocese of Chicago, now present Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, we might puzzle a bit over our first reading for today, which is taken from the book of Deuteronomy. We might wonder, why would a speech that Moses made to people thousands of years ago concern us? Well, the reason the church puts this uh, reading in here today is that Moses is speaking indirectly of Jesus and of Jesus' distinctiveness. On the verge of taking leave of the people he had led out of slavery, Moses looks, as it were, into the future, and he spies, now it's the famous phrase in the, in the Old Testament tradition, he spies a prophet like me whom God will raise up. Well, here's the thing, you know, Moses was in many ways the greatest of the Old Testament figures, someone who communed with God, friend to friend. Moses received the law, led the people out of slavery. He was God's uh, intimate. So when Moses speaks of a prophet like me, and it came to mean, as the Old Testament tradition unfolded, a prophet greater than I. God will send someone even greater than I. Well, who would that be? Think of the whole of Jewish life, in many ways, was traced back to Moses. So if a rabbi is teaching, he'd say, well, I learned this from Rabbi so-and-so, who was my teacher, who learned it from Rabbi so-and-so, his teacher. Tracing it all the way back, finally, to Moses, who learned it from God. That's the way a, a Jewish teacher would think. So who's the prophet greater than Moses? Well, it would be a very distinctive and extraordinary character. That's the inner logic of Moses' statement as it's being drawn out. Now, in light of that, you see how really weird and interesting the gospel is. You know, the trouble, everyone, as I've said before, is we we hear the gospel so often that they just seem ordinary to us. But put yourself now in the position of a first century person hearing this for the first time. Listen. They came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching. So he's doing now what, a, what a, a Jewish male could do, coming into the synagogue and taking the prerogative of interpreting uh, the scripture. So far, so ordinary. But there was something about the way he taught. And they say, well, I guess he had really compelling things to say. Well, yeah, he did. But it wasn't that. It wasn't so much the content. It was the manner in which he taught. Now, we find out, listen. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. How the scribes teach? Well, as I just described, they they would claim authority from their teacher who claimed it from their teacher, another scribe, another authority, another uh, rabbi, back, 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 until we finally got to Moses, 
who's the ultimate authority because he got it from God. What more authority could you possibly have? But now here's somebody who's speaking with authority. The Greek word here is interesting. It's exousia. That's the word for authority. That literally means from out of the substance. Usia means stuff or substance. Exousia means from out of your own substance. See, he's not claiming some higher authority. He's speaking from his own authority. You know, in the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus says blithely, you've heard it said, but I say, well, what's he referring to? He's referring to the Torah. You've heard it said in the Torah. Well, that's the highest possible authority. The Torah that was given to Moses by God. Who could possibly claim an authority greater than that of the Torah except a prophet greater than Moses? And press it a little bit, press it. Someone who himself is the author of the Torah. Now you see why I say how strange this reading is. I think I've cited to you before the work of uh, Jacob Neusner, who's the great um, Jewish theologian operating today, and deeply appreciative of Jesus. He's written a book about Jesus, which Pope Benedict cited quite a bit. Well, Neusner, again, appreciating Jesus deeply, but said at certain key moments, if I were there in the crowd, I would have gotten up and left. And that's one of them, he said, when Jesus said, you've heard it said in the Torah, but I say, at that moment, Nuzer said, I would have got him and left because he was claiming authority that no Jew could claim. That's what's going on here. The people were astonished, not so much the content of the teaching, the manner of the teaching. He taught with authority and not the scribes, prompting, see, in their hearts the question, who is this? See, that's the point. Who is this? To say that it's only John's gospel that gives us a high Christology, which means a Christology emphasizing Jesus' divinity, is simply not the case. This is every bit as high as John's Christology, if you want. Who is this that teaches with an authority beyond even that of Moses? Now, what happens next, in light of this, is fascinating. In their synagogue, we hear, there was a man with an unclean spirit. First little observation, Where's the unclean spirit? Precisely in the synagogue. Precisely in the place of prayer and worship. You know, how often it goes, doesn't it? That the dark powers find their way into the very heart of our religious life, our prayer, our worship. This is an old problem. In the synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? Now, that in itself is, is compelling, isn't it? Here's a single person. It's not a crowd. There's a single person speaking. But he speaks in the plural. What do you have to do with us? Have you come to destroy us? The, the Greek word diabalain means to throw apart. The devil, diablo, le diable, the teufel, all these words in the European languages come from that. What's the demonic power? It's a scattering power. It's a divisive power. The divine in the Bible, in our great tradition, is a unifying power. The mark of the divine, think here of the three persons of the Trinity abiding in the one God. 
the one God who gathers the people to himself into the one body of Christ. Unification is the mark of the divine. Divisiveness, diabolain, is the diabolic. I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. Well, good. He gets it. See, the people at this stage, they're trying to figure this out. Who is this figure? Looks like an ordinary rabbi. Looks like doing what an ordinary Jewish male would do, getting up in a synagogue to interpret the scriptures. But the way he does it, who is he? Well, the dark power knows exactly who he is. Not just one more prophet. Not just one more teacher. Not just one more scribe. I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. Quite right. Quite right. Notice, by the way, here, it's often what resists God in us that knows most clearly who God is, if that makes sense. It's often the point of resistance. It's the, it's the diabolic, if you want, in us that most clearly recognizes the authority and power of Jesus. Because he, Jesus has come to address dysfunction at all levels. Here's something I think you see throughout the New Testament. Does Jesus know about, about individual sin? Yeah, absolutely. The sin of individual people. Has he come to address that? Yes, you know, through forgiveness, through exhortation, etc. Does he know about institutional dysfunction? Absolutely. That's why he addresses the scribes, the Pharisees, the, the political authorities who've gone bad. He knows about institutional dysfunction. But, but, and I think we've lost something here. That's all we can see, personal sin, institutional dysfunction. But he saw a third level, which is deeper and stranger and more troubling, namely of this spiritual dysfunction. Paul talks about doing battle not with flesh and blood, but with powers and principalities. There's a compromise at the spiritual level, which in turn affects the institutional level, which in turn affects the individual level. Jesus addresses sin individually, collectively, and at this transcendent or spiritual level, the level of the dark powers. How much of his ministry, by the way, in Mark's gospel is a ministry of exorcism. And it's easy enough for us to say, well, that's just old, you know, primitive superstition. I don't know, not in the New Testament vision. He's addressing this primordial level of dysfunction, which in turn affects all the other levels of life. So the, the dark power says, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, quiet, come out of him. Now notice, please, just a human figure, a scribe, a writer, a guru, a teacher, a rabbi, would not have this kind of authority over the, over the spiritual dimension. Who does have that kind of authority? The Holy One of God. The prophet greater than Moses. The one that speaks with authority. Exousia from the power of his own being. He's the one that can affect this uh, change. Quiet, come out of him. We hear the unclean spirit convulsed him. And with a loud cry came out of him. You know, anyone that's dealt with, with evil at any level personal level, collective level, at this deeper level, knows what that's like. How does, how does darkness come out of us? Oh, easily. <laughs> no problem. It's just, you know, a matter of making a few adjustments. No, no, no. Talk to anyone that's wrestled with addiction, with, with attachments, with 
uh, the power that cruelty and hatred can have over our hearts. How does the darkness come out of us? Usually in this way, this convulsive way, with a loud cry as we, we struggle. And so Jesus expels the dark spirit. Think of it here now as the power of Jesus Christ unleashed into the world through his church, addressing evil at all levels. There's the power of the gospel. All were amazed. Well, of course they were. This is not the ordinary thing. This is not just religious business as usual. This is something revolutionary has happened. What is this, they asked. A new teaching with authority. They get it now. They get it. But see, it's not just a teaching. Well, that's a, that's a brilliant new idea. I never thought of it that way before. Thank you for that new insight. Sure, they can get that from Jesus, but this is something more. This is a teaching with authority. Listen, he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. This is the biblical idea, isn't it? That God's word is powerful and effective. It doesn't just inform us. It creates. Let there be light, and there was light. Let the earth come forth, and it came forth. Lazarus, come out, and he came out. Little girl, get up, and she got up. The divine word, the divine authority, affects reality, changes things. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. Again, friends, in light of what I talked about last week, the, the revolutionary power of Christianity. This is not just another new moral system. This is a revolution in thinking, seeing, being. And it follows from, it flows from this prophet greater than Moses who speaks with the very authority of God. The point is, hear that voice and surrender to its power. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Word on Fire. I hope that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor. Until we meet again next week, I pray that God will bless you and those you love. Friends, holiness is heroism, and we need heroic priests. That's why we've partnered with Spirit Jew Studios to create a short film highlighting the demands and joys of the priesthood. Watch the entire film for free and share it with all the young men you know by visiting heroicpriesthood.com.